Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour One. It's Open Line Friday. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here, and you can call in about things you're interested in today. 877-973-7425 is the phone number. Glad to talk to you guys. Yes, we got to start with Groundhog Day. Before I do, you will note uh, we will not be doing any commemorations any mornings of the dead and the like for uh, January 6th. It was an incident that happened two years ago. The only people who can't move on are the ones who think it helps them politically. So uh, it's not 9-11 or anything like that. I got to play you commentary out of the gate Uh, from David Axelrod on CNN talking about Kevin McCarthy. There's a deal that is shaping up, and it's a very good deal. So I want to play this audio, and then I want to read you an email I got. 20 is a big number. This isn't like a marginal thing. He's got to turn three-quarters of these people uh, around. But let me tell you something. I'm, you know, uh, Jake said that he's made a cornucopia of concessions. He's surrendered. I mean, the the truth of the matter is whether the 20 want to accept it or not, they've won. They've won. Either, Either McCarthy becomes a neutered, powerless speaker who has a sword of Damocles uh, over his head uh, that could fall at any time because anybody in that body could call to vacate the chair or, or someone else becomes speaker. But he, he, they have won this. I mean, the only thing that's left is for, you know, one of them to drive out with McCarthy's car and another one to wear his coat. And I mean, he's given everything away. But, but, but if you, if you do you think if, if you give in to these, if, if McCarthy gives in here, right? To these folks, whoever's next McCarthy. is going to experience the exact same well, listen, scenario. Listen, my concern is not for the Republican McCarthy. Party. My Shocking. concern is for the country. Right. Well, I mean, and, and I think this man, is going to be this is a pre a, a precursor of Denver. an awful couple of years. Yeah. Okay. Now I want to read you an email I got yesterday. This is from Ted. Ted lives in Texas. He listens to my show over in Texas. Lives outside of Austin. And he writes, Mr. Erickson, I am a lifelong conservative Republican, and I have enjoyed listening to your show via podcast most days for the last several years. I found your commentary to be consistently insightful and interesting. However, your recent commentary supporting the 20 plus or minus crazy, mostly creepy buffoons and hostage takers in the house is beyond the pale for me. These people are a disgrace and doing more serious damage to the conservative and Republican brand. Say what you will about Kevin McCarthy. At least he is not a carnival barking, a nutty embarrassment like many of the members of this group. Unfortunately, Chip Roy, whom I previously respected, is my congressman. I wish you well, but I will never, ever again listen to your show. I don't want to give away Ted's last name. Lives over in Texas. There are carnival barkers. Matt Gates is pathetic. I don't care for the guy. He nominated Donald Trump yesterday. It was a grandstanding stunt. Uh, but Marjorie Taylor Greene is on Ted's side. You want to talk about a, a carnival barking nutty embarrassment. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene is on Ted's side. Here's what I want you to understand. Why I wanted to play the Kevin McCarthy or the David Axelrod soundbite first. Kevin McCarthy is right now at this very minute 
structuring a deal with Congressman Chip Roy from Texas. That deal would be the greatest deal for small government in a very long time in Congress. One of the major components of the deal would be to stop legislating by crisis. So Ted may not like Chip Roy anymore, but without Chip Roy fighting on this point and making this his stand, uh, Ted would continue to see government governed by crisis. Until about 15 years ago, we did not careen from debt ceiling showdown to government shutdown showdown. We didn't careen back and forth from crisis. Congress appropriated the 12 appropriations bills. They passed them. Occasionally, they had to do continuing resolutions for one or two until they could get the rest done. But they didn't just do continuing resolution to continuing resolution. We have not actually passed a budget as a country since George Bush was president of the United States. We've done continuing resolutions where they take the existing framework and they continue it, making tweaks here and there to get forward. And what happens is they wait until the very end. They wait until the government is about to be shut down or the debt ceiling is about to cause us to default. And then they rush through a multi-thousand page piece of legislation no one gets a chance to see. It's filled with pork barrel politics at its finest. It's rushed through on the whims of leadership. And if you dare try to stop it, you're accused of wanting to shut down the government or cause a national default on our debt. This is Chip Roy's fighting point. This is what Chip Roy is fighting for. Yes, are there carnival barkers and nut jobs on his side? Absolutely. I would say Matt Gates is one of them. But most of them actually want something and they want something very specific. They want to stop governing by crisis. Kevin McCarthy, for all of you who say Kevin McCarthy is somehow a conservative, just because he has an R next to his name, The man's from California. He's an opportunist. He's not a conservative. And Kevin McCarthy came up with the idea of governing by crisis. And you can see how he implemented it in his rush to be speaker. He waited until the last minute and went to the floor and demanded they all support him or else it would be some sort of embarrassment. And they had enough and they refused. I get all of these people who say, why did they wait? Why, why couldn't they have done this? Why, why couldn't they have done it? They've had two months. No, no. Kevin McCarthy has had two months to sit down with them and hammer out a deal. Kevin McCarthy's the one who refused. They did not refuse. These 20 members of Congress, they did not refuse. It's one of the things you're not hearing about. They did not refuse to sit with Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy refused to sit with them because Kevin McCarthy concluded if he got all the way to the floor of the House of Representatives, they would be forced to vote with him or risk the mob coming for them and bullying them. And they chose to be bullied and ignore the bullying, and Kevin McCarthy failed again. This is his pattern of governance. It has been his pattern of governance since he became a member of the Republican leadership in the House. They wait until the crisis is upon them and then demand everyone act in the same way or else. Well, this time, those 20 conservatives said, we'll take the or else and see what happens. Kevin McCarthy hasn't even made a case for himself. He's made no case of why he should be leader other than it's his time. And if you want an idea of where this is heading, he's giving away everything just for the title. 
And this gets to the lament of people on television like David Axelrod, the people on Fox News, that Kevin McCarthy is giving away every bit of the power of the speaker's seat just so he can have the seat. What good is the kingdom if the kingdom is controlled by others? What good is the power if the power is not actually yours? He just wants the title, and that is the problem and why he shouldn't have it. And he might get it by cutting the deal. I haven't talked to Chip uh, because I don't want him to get in trouble if I say something and have them blame it on him. But my sense is if he gets this deal, he would vote for McCarthy because he wants a better Congress. So for Ted out in Texas who thinks Chip Roy has lost his respect, if this deal goes through as press reports say it is, Ted and his children and his children's children will benefit by what Chip Roy has done. You will benefit by what Chip Roy has done. He will force Congress now with guarantees for enforcement to actually do their appropriations bills instead of waiting for the crisis to come. Not only that, but the conservatives will get seats on the House Rules Committee. Now, those of you who don't understand this, let me explain. The House Rules Committee decides what legislation actually goes to the floor of the House and the rules by which it is debated. You put conservatives on the House Rules Committee and suddenly you have to allow people to amend the appropriations bills. Suddenly, bad partisan legislation is blocked. Suddenly, earmarks that are slipped in, even though they're technically banned, they die. They haven't given fiscal conservatives seats on the Rules Committee ever for that reason. And suddenly, they're going to get three seats on the Rules Committee because of what Chip Roy has done. Some of you are tired of the process, I understand. I personally am fascinated by it as a student of history. This is now the longest vote series for a Speaker of the House since before the Civil War. It is historic. Nothing is going wrong with the country. The country is not flying off the rails because the House can't decide. Oh, but what about constituents and their Social Security checks? You're three days into Congress. You're three days into Congress. If this stretches on for two weeks, yeah, you got a problem. But right now, seriously, you don't have a problem. They don't have a problem. But there are these people, they want a powerful speaker, and this is part of the problem. The speaker shouldn't be powerful. The House should be powerful. That Kevin McCarthy is weakening the speaker's seat to get the title is bad for him and probably bad for the speakership, but it's not really bad for the institution. It makes every member of the House of Representatives more powerful, giving them more responsibility and forcing them to legislate. The House of Representatives does not govern. The House of Representatives has never governed. The Speaker of the House has never governed. The House of Representatives, over which the Speaker presides, legislates. And they haven't had to legislate because of people like Kevin McCarthy who do the legislating for them. They haven't had to think. They haven't had to grow up. They haven't had to do anything other than perform on Fox and MSNBC. And now, because of Chip Roy, they're going to have to actually legislate. They're going to have to actually show up and do their job. They're going to have to actually fund the government responsibly with actual debate and actual amendments and actual consideration, something they have not done in at least 15 years. 
And you think that's a bad thing, Ted? You think that's a bad thing? David Axelrod, who, by the way, I know and like a lot, but come on, man. I mean, the Speaker of the House of Representatives does not have to be powerful. All of you on Fox News calling these people terrorists and the like, you know what? Let them own the title. They don't care. They're actually getting a good compromise out of this. Kevin McCarthy may alienate people on the left side of him, though. That's the deep irony here. He wants this so bad. He wants this so much. He's willing to do anything possible to get it. And isn't that kind of a damning indictment on his desires to have it? Isn't it kind of a damning indictment that Kevin McCarthy will say or do anything just for the title of speaker. But it's also not a bad thing that he's willing to neuter the position. Washington has so many people who are so full of themselves and high on their own supply of power. Getting rid of the power of the speaker's seat and diversifying it and spreading it among the ranks of the House of Representatives is not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. I'm a big fan of neutralizing the Speaker in the House and forcing the House to actually legislate. If anything, some of these people are upset because they won't have as much time to go on Fox and MSNBC and bellyache. They'll have to actually be there and participate in the debates. But those of you who look at this and think this is this is terrible, this is awful, how could they do this to poor little Kevin McCarthy? I would look and say, he hasn't earned it. He claims it's his because he's waited, and now it's his time. And if he's going to cut the deals and give away all the power just for the sake of title, perhaps those of you who have supported him should question whether or not you really want a man in the position who's willing to neuter the position just so he can get the title. But also, I would say this. For those of you who despise the 20, there are some real clowns in the 20. I don't deny it. Matt Gates being one of them. I am not a fan. But you're going to attack Chip Roy, Scott Perry, and some of the others who really want to reform the House of Representatives. Do you even know what you're saying by calling them clowns? They are tired of a status quo that careens from crisis to crisis, waiting for the crisis to come before they act, when they know there are events on the horizon, budgetary issues on the horizon, and they need to be budgeted for, they need to be legislated for, and Congress doesn't do it until the crisis comes, and then Congress says, help me, Mr. Speaker, help me, provide me the legislation so that I don't have to do my job. For those of you who think this is causing Congress not to work. Actually, what Chip Roy and these conservatives are fighting for is for Congress to have to work, for Congress to have to do its job. And you should at least try to understand that instead of just listening to the boilerplate talking points of people humping Kevin McCarthy's leg. The man is an opportunist. He's not a conservative. and He's willing to give away every scrap of power of the office just so he can have the title. And you should be questioning that. And if you're going to question the conservatives, at least understand they want Congress to actually have to work. And that's a good thing. 
The weather outside might be frightful, but in your bed, you've got super soft bowl and branch sheets to sleep under. They'll keep you comfortable. They're just the perfect weight. Summer, winter, fall, spring, the perfect weight, and they get softer every wash. And right now, with the weather so cold outside, you want to just be snuggled up inside. They're the perfect sheets under which you and your loved one can snuggle. And right now, you can get 15% off your first set of sheets when you use promo code ERIC at BowlinBranch.com. That's BowlinBranch, B-O-L-L. Andbranch.com. The promo code is Eric, E R I C K. Bullet Branch sheets are the perfect 100% organic cotton threads that get softer every wash. Not only do they get softer every wash, but they the drape across your body is just perfect. I really enjoy mine. We've got them now on multiple beds in the house. We've just kept buying them because they're so soft. And every wash, they get softer. And right now, get 15% off your first set of sheets when you use promo code ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, at BolandBranch.com. That's BolandBranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, Branch.com. The promo code ERIC. It's Open Line Friday. Feel free to call in 877-973-7425 should you wish. Damar Hamlin, the ventilator tube has been removed. He is breathing on his own. He can finally talk. He no longer has to write. He FaceTimed his friends on the Bills team, told his teammates and coaches, love you boys. Uh, He is making a good recovery. The NFL is going to honor him. Uh, The league is giving clubs the option to outline Hamlin's number three and the 30-yard line number in Buffalo Bills red or blue. Players can also wear black Nike t-shirts displaying love for DeMar three before the game. And the Bills players will wear three patches on their jerseys in week 18. He was hospitalized after that collapse. This is really good news, and it, it's just it continues to be remarkable to me how many people in a growing age of secularism rapidly move to prayer. And it, good for them to to do it, good for people to see it. Uh, I played the what Dan Orlowski on uh, the NFL Network the other day with ESPN openly praying on television that the people around him bowing their heads, joining him in prayer. Uh, prayer works wonders. It doesn't always work the way you want it to, but it certainly works. Uh, and it, DeMar Hamlin, right now, the doctors are deeply encouraged by us, but they're not going to say yet he's going to make a full recovery. But they are saying he is headed out of uh, out of critical territory and in the right direction. And that's what you want after an injury like that. And good for the NFL as well to allow this to happen. You know that they've been, the NFL, somewhat hostile to all the players praying on the field and the like until that happened. And that kind of changed everything, and that's good. When we come back, we got to move on to the fights ahead because you, you think the speaker fight is the fight. There are lots of fights and I want to outline some of those fights for you of where this is going to be. Uh, I also want you to know that uh, the voting continues and there is uh, talk about going on and adjourning the House today. After a vote um, where McCarthy is not expected to win and they're working on finalizing a deal. One of the things you got to understand is they want to put enforcement provisions in the legislation uh, by putting enforcement provisions in the legislation. 
they will be able to lock in that uh, McCarthy and the Republicans will have to honor the deal. And uh, there will be binding actions by which they can unravel the House of Representatives if they don't do that. I don't know what those terms are going to be. They've been outlining these. Uh, My question is, we're at this point where you've got uh, House conservatives now starting to lean towards McCarthy. How many just flat out refuse to vote for him? How many will vote present? Because only five of them can vote no. I just want to say something for the record here before I move into phone calls. You can call in. It's Open Line Friday, 877-973-7425. I just want to say something on the record. Everything I have learned about uh, Harry and Meghan has been under duress against my will. Other than I watched that one episode, that very first episode, just to see what it was about. But all of this stuff coming out now, I really don't care about what his um, nether regions look like. I I don't care about his drug. I don't care how he lost his virginity. I don't care about this stuff. Why do people care about this stuff? Uh, What a whiny, whiny kid who would be nothing but for the family. Uh, He's now decided to betray to make some money. Just pathetic. Uh, And I don't want to know any of this stuff. And this may be the time and the sign that I need to, like, delete all access to the Internet around me so I don't have to keep seeing all this garbage. Now, to the phones, 877-973-7425. Cindy, you're going to be up first. Welcome. Cindy? Hey, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm fine. I wanted to tell you that I broke my radio fast just to find out what you thought about what was happening in Congress. And I was so glad I did because you are exactly right. That guy that wrote you an email, he's stupid. Uh, and <laughs> I just, Chip Roy, I love him. He's one of my favorite. He's reasonable. He's He stands, you know, strong. And Matt Gates and Lauren Bobart, they need to go away. But uh, – what they're standing for is exactly what is needed, and I think the American people that have any sense and know about government understand this is necessary. It's not a clown show. Look, uh, Cindy, one, I appreciate the kind words. I, I will tell you, um, I, I, I have a much higher impression of Lauren Boebert than I do Matt Gates, but I, I do wish that given the tightness of the vote that she, that she had, that she would realize she needs to do things differently uh, than what she's done. Gates, I just, I've got no use for the guy. Um, I right. just think he's a clown who discredit. I mean, he has discredited this entire uh, effort uh, by standing up and doing things like like nominating Donald Trump and things like that. And it's just, it's discrediting, I think, to see him do that. Um, and it undermines all the work that people like Chip Roy and Scott Perry are doing uh, to ensure a great deal. Now, I will tell you that uh, McCarthy's lost again, and um, but he has uh, flipped um, one vote of the 20. I suspect that um, we will see a, a further flipping over time as they move further along, but I, I think that Matt Gates um, has 
discredited him and his cause to the point that even Republicans walked off the floor when he was speaking, nominating Jim Jordan, who doesn't want it, by the way. Jim Jordan has made very clear he doesn't want it. Dan Bishop, who I had on the program yesterday, uh, has flipped to vote for McCarthy, uh, which is a kind of big deal now. Dan Bishop flipping to vote for McCarthy. That's kind of a big, uh, that that's kind of a big deal that he having been on the show yesterday and said they needed to get to a deal. Uh, and if they got to a deal after saying he would never, ever, ever flip, um, well, that seems like he's got a deal he can support. And that's a pretty big signaling that they're headed in the right direction. And there is some level of trust for this, um, uh, Breachin, one of the other congressmen who had also opposed, has now flipped to McCarthy, which sounds like there is a deal. Dan Bishop uh, opposed McCarthy on the first 11 ballots. So, progress. Now, want to move on. We'll keep an eye on this vote as it goes forward. While everyone is distracted by the speaker's fight, and it really does feel like Groundhog Day. I mean, every day we come in, and, and I'm like, please, can we move on? What is the big story of the day? And the big story of the day continues to be this. We do have to figure out the fights ahead, and we know what the fights ahead are going to be. And while many people are complaining about this uh, conservative rebellion of 20 against McCarthy, They've actually helped mitigate some of the existential crises moving forward with this deal. Now, how does this actually work? Well, we know or have good guesses of when the debt ceiling will need to be increased. And we know that by October, they will have to fund the government. So with those on the calendar now and the House Republicans agreeing to a rule that they will actually vote on the 12 appropriations measures and they will prioritize structuring and passing the appropriations measures above all other things, that prevents those crises from building as much as they would. There are still going to be problems when we get to October, and there are still going to be uh, problems with the debt ceiling, ultimately. Conservatives won't want to go along with that. Democrats will, of course, uh, be required to weigh in, probably, more likely than not, uh, depending on the structures of the terms. At the same time, however, because Chip Roy has forced the House Republican leaders to abandon the process of governing by crisis, this actually helps get those off the table it frees up time for the other crises. One of the crises will be Ukraine. House Republicans are not as willing as House Democrats to fund Ukraine. The moderate House Republicans and the moderate House Democrats together are willing to fund Ukraine Depending on how many seats on the Rules Committee conservatives get out of this deal, particularly fiscal conservatives, it could make it harder to fund Ukraine. The Senate, however, is insistent on funding Ukraine and has the votes to fund Ukraine, and they will tie funding Ukraine to anything. There will be an intra-congressional uh, fight between the two houses, a bicameral fight. Now, you do need to understand that the view of most senators and the view of most congressmen, despite their antagonism towards each other, and by the way, there is real antagonism towards each other. A lot of these people, even on the Republican side, don't like each other. I happen to like a lot of the people in the House who don't like each other. It always puts me in an awkward position. But, but, 
they actually view each other as opponents. Now, you can have Dan Crenshaw out there calling his Republican colleagues terrorists right now, but they view each other as opponents. The Senate is the enemy. And in the Senate, they're opponents against each other, and the House is the enemy. Uh, that bicameral rivalry happens to bring people together. And the Senate doesn't care what the House does on Ukraine. The Senate is going to fund Ukraine, and that's going to put a bicameral fight there. By the way, uh, there is at this very moment, as I'm talking some breaking news, for those of you in Georgia, Andrew Clyde has just voted for Kevin McCarthy. He has, in the last 11 votes, refused to vote for McCarthy. This gets closer and closer to that deal. Michael Cloud has just voted for McCarthy as well. Uh, Those of you in Texas, Michael Cloud from Texas has for 11 votes voted against McCarthy. So you've got Andrew Clyde. Uh, Kevin, uh, Andrew Clyde, Michael Cloud, Dan Bishop, and one other have now switched their votes to McCarthy already, headed in his direction as predicted, uh, which means it looks like uh, they're getting close to being comfortable on the deal, and these are good faith votes showing that they will move in his direction. You may be able to get some of these people who have said they'd vote no to vote present, therefore their votes wouldn't count, or they would take a walk off the floor so they wouldn't have to do it. Gates will stand there and vote no, and Gates will marginalize himself. Uh, and you actually probably won't see a, a, a big complaint if Gates is removed from some committees as a result. He's not getting anything in the deal. And from what I know of some of the conservatives behind the scenes, they're deeply antagonized by Gates right now as well, and uh, they won't care when he gets punished. That's happening right now. Andrew Clyde uh, and Michael Cloud, Dan Bishop, uh, have all voted now for McCarthy. Now back to the fights. The border is going to be another fight. Uh, The border is going to be a really big fight. In the next hour, I want to spend some time on the border. Uh, Joe Biden, the president, spoke yesterday. Remember that guy? We've been so focused on the House. uh, The president's kind of gotten a pass by everybody. He really hasn't done much in the past few days, but yesterday gave a press conference, and he did talk about the border. He did talk about the situation there. He did talk about the... um, the, the the Supreme Court uh, pausing repeal of Title 42, but I I don't think he really has a firm grasp on it. Here here's Joe Biden. The Vice President, I'd like to talk to you about uh, how that my administration is dealing with our situation on the Southwest border. The southwest border, notice how he's framing that. It's very interesting. The southwest border as opposed to just the southern border or the border. It's the southwest border. Very particular terminology used there that is deliberate uh, and suggests he views this as just a, a small problem on the southwest border of the country, not our entire southern border. Meanwhile, while this is happening, the drug cartels in Mexico have escalated a fight with the Mexican military. They've been firing 50 caliber weapons. At airplanes. Now, for perspective, I actually know some Philip and I know something about this. We do. So when I go to Las Vegas, there is a there's a group you can Google them, uh, bullets and burgers or burgers and bullets. They have a gun range. Not only do they have a gun range, they have a monster truck track, and you can they'll ride you around in one of the monster trucks. But if you ever go out to Las Vegas with your family and you want to do something fun with the family, you can go to Bullets and Burgers and you can shoot machine guns in the desert. And not just machine guns. They have different weapons for you to, to uh, play around with. And one of the guns you get to shoot is a 50, Barrett 50 caliber weapon. Now, here's what they tell us about this weapon when we go out there. You have to be at least 50 miles from an airport in order to fire the Barrett. Not only that, 
You have to be approved in your pattern of firing because as they showed us, there's a town four miles from the gun range. And if they aim the gun too high, the bullets could land in that town four miles away. It's so powerful. So they have it calibrated so that you can fire it and feel it, uh, but it's calibrated so it doesn't go higher than a bunker uh, that it's built into. When we want to, they allow you to shoot it at targets that are filled with tannerite, and so they explode on impact. It's really a lot of fun. It really is. Um, but we do this, and they were talking about the parameters of that. It's got to be 50 miles from major airport uh, that has regular commercial traffic, and it's uh, because it's four miles from a town, it's got to be calibrated in search w- such a way to restrain where the bullets can actually go. It's got to be locked into a particular position. So they have 50 caliber uh, weapons that the cartels are shooting because El Capo's son has been arrested, and they're fighting back. The border is going to ex- escalate into a conflict in Mexico, which is a failed drug state. Mexico is a failed state, whether you want to believe it or not. The White House doesn't take that seriously. They're afraid they'll be called racist for calling it a failed state. That's going to be one of the major fights. Mexico, Ukraine, the border, the drug war south of the border, the fentanyl crisis, all of these things play together with national security and defense spending. And part of the deal that McCarthy has agreed to with these conservatives is to restrict defense spending to 2022 levels. Now, why? If you talk to the conservatives, they say that uh, this actually would force the Pentagon, if the Pentagon is serious about defense, to get rid of a lot of duplicative services, waste, fraud, and abuse. They would still have plenty of money to build plenty of weapon systems, develop new weapon systems, but that cut would force them to do an evaluation and an audit so that they can still spend money on our national defense. Now, whether or not the Pentagon does that is on them, and that'll be on the president, not on Congress. Congress, though, wants to restrain some of the spending. This is actually not a bad thing. So it's going to be interesting to watch how these fights shape up, but those are the big ones. The border's going to be the big fight. Ukraine's going to be a big fight. The debt and spending, because of the deal that Chip Roy has gotten, will still be fights, but less so than these other things. Uh, Republicans believe they have a winning issue when it comes to the border, and now this cascading crime problem in Mexico that spills over to our border is something they're going to want to deal with that the Biden administration has never been serious about. And now suddenly even the Biden administration realizes they have to get serious about the border issue now that Republicans are in charge. Why? Because Republicans can now hold hearings in the House and bring in Customs and Border Patrol and have them give the eyewitness accounts of just how bad it's gotten. Now, before we move on, I got to tell you about Patriot Mobile, one of the great companies out there that is funding the conservative movement and helping get conservatives elected, including helping conservatives take over school boards around the country. They've been 11 for 11 races they've won fighting against woke school board members with conservatives, and they've used their profits to do it by funding political groups that help these candidates. And to raise their profits, they need your business. And if you take your business to Patriot Mobile by going to patriotmobile.com slash Eric, you will get guaranteed good service because they use the same cell towers everybody else uses. You can take your existing phone number to Patriot Mobile. If you have an unlocked phone, you can take your existing phone and your existing phone number to Patriot Mobile, and you won't have any real hiccup in your service. It's a great service. They give great discounts if you're a veteran, a 
first responder, a teacher, an NRA member. If you've got multiple lines for your family, they can give you that great service. It's guaranteed great service. They also have 100% U.S.-based customer service. So if you want to call and talk to them, call 972-PATRIOT and tell them I sent you, and you'll get free activation with my name. Or just go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric today. You're doing business with Christian conservatives who want to give you a great service and in return grow their profits so they can fund the causes you care about. Hi there, it is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be a part of the program, let me see. I'm just getting this email in. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. So... Email correspondent who is in Mexico right now, uh, actually listening on the live stream down in Mexico. So uh, you're the one, aren't you? <laughs> um, the situation in Mexico has gotten extremely chaotic, uh, and there is a rumor that the cartels, some of their munitions came from the American government in some capacity, and we're not sure how. Uh, buddy of mine actually just sent me a picture as well, uh, separately from that. It is of a um, uh, someone with a Barrett uh, 50 caliber uh, on it looks like the on a roof of a truck. Uh, they're in the bed of the truck with it on on the roof. They're shooting at planes now. A video came out of them shooting into the airplanes, which isn't practical. What's actually happening? Uh, Peter Meyer, actually the former now former congressman, sent me a note when I was questioning that video and said actually what they're doing is they're shooting at planes on the runway. They've shot at uh, a Mexican uh, military aircraft and an Aeromexico flight on the ground in one part of southern Mexico. Uh, Beyond that, however, they are threatening to do this to more aircraft in the area because El Capo's son uh, has been arrested. Uh, So this is a uh, Suliacan Airport. I I don't know how to pronounce it, y'all. I'm sorry, um, but they've shot at these planes. Uh, it appears uh, Ovidio Guzman uh, has been arrested. He's part of the Sinola drug cartel, uh, and cartel members opened fire at the wrong military aircraft uh, that was taking off with him, and now they've continued to shoot at planes there. It's a deteriorating situation there. The war between the cartels and the Mexican military and the cartels in some cases are more heavily armed than the military. So the question is going to be, how does this get Americans involved to clean up the situation? Because whether you like it or not, Mexico on our southern border is having cascading spillover problems. They've been shooting at our agents. They've been infiltrating American airspace. They've been running drugs and human trafficking victims into the United States, and now they're at war with an ally. Something's going to give as Mexico continues to engage in a wholesale crack-up. When we come back, I want to talk about the border and Joe Biden. He's talked about it himself yesterday at the White House. I've got the audio for you, some thoughts on this, and I'll take your phone calls, 877-973-7425. You're listening to The Eric Erickson Show across the whole United States.